Hello there, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Thanks, Morris. I am Marie, the SLP, and today we have a therapy tip Thursday for you. This is going to be a real quick strategy to use whether you're at home with your little ones or you're in your speech room or your classroom, but this is the ROCK strategy, R-O-C-K, and this is a really great one to use, especially for those early communicators Um, you know, when you're working on language in play, and sometimes even when you're, you know, sitting at a table drilling some articulation and speech sounds, these things might come in handy. So let's get into it. So the R for rock stands for repeat. If you know me, and probably lots of speech pathologists out there, you know how big we are on repetition. Repetition helps with just, you know, even if you think about on a personal level, how you might understand something. You might need to hear it repeated over and over and over. So repetition keeps things familiar. It keeps those skills, um, you know, keeps practicing those skills with your little ones. So you want to repeat and not just think of repeating the same activity, but in the activity itself, you want to repeat what you say and what you do. So if you're playing with, you know, an easy one, an easy go-to, especially when I think of preschool is trains because we're on the floor, we're in it, we're playing. I might repeat over and over that the train go, train go, you know, and and that's something because maybe you were working on those core words, stop and go. Maybe you're working on just building in pauses to your speech to help the little ones respond. So you're just, you know, trying to get them to say go, but you want to repeat over and over. Same thing with your actions. You know, if I'm if I'm doing go, I might be signing go while I'm saying it, or I might be making the train go, right? So that's the R. O stands for opportunities. We always, always, always want to provide opportunities for the child to communicate. That's those pauses that you might leave to let the child know it's your turn. A really great one, especially when you use repetition in conjunction with this, is you teach a very familiar sequence. One of my favorite um, examples of this is if you're on a swing or the child is on a swing and you're working on one, two, three, go. You repeat that over and over. You let the child know after three, the word go means that you're going to push or whatever, because that's the fun part, right? That movement aspect of swinging. So as you do that, you might start to leave blanks after the repetition of that. So you might go one, two, three, and maybe, you know, you're anticipating that the child say go or give you some sort of Um, an approximation or a gesture or something that symbolizes go, right? So those are those opportunities. Another aspect of leaving opportunities for communication is when you utilize, sometimes we call it creative stupidity or sabotage, where you might put, you know, if you're playing with dinosaurs and you put the dinosaur on your head, you're utilizing that creative stupidity to create an opportunity for the child to kind of give that change of affect or the gesture or their head, you know, going back and forth for no, that it doesn't belong there, something like that to allow the child to communicate with you that, um, hello, let's problem solve. Another idea is putting things out of reach, but in sight to give a child a reason for you or for them to let you know that they want their preferred toy or, you know, um, a great example is if your child always has access to everything, then they may have less of a reason to request things from you. So, you know, maybe if they can usually get, you know, their water out of the fridge because it's at their level, put it up higher, you know, and and um, 
uh, offer that opportunity for them to request. I had a, a blank thought for a minute and then I kind of thought, well, I don't know if I want to uh, let you know to put, let them try to climb in the fridge. So maybe just things around in their immediate environment, right? Um, okay. And then the C stands for cues. So cues are provided to help the child take their turn. And this goes back to that swinging. You you have that one, two, three, and they know after three, the word go is where you start to push the swing. And so that three is a cue. That whole sequence leading up to the go, to the actual push of the swing, really, is a cue. Those are all cue oppor- cueing opportunities. Another way to think of cues is your own face facial expression. So your affect, your expectant look, letting them know, I'm waiting for you. You tell me or you show me or, you know, just waiting for their expression. However, that looks is also a cue. And then the K stands for keep it fun. Keep the fun going too. Um, So this is where I get really excited. You want to be animated. You want to keep those routines going. Like we said, repetition, repetition, repetition. But you have to stay animated every repetition. That's the key here. You know, I know it can get a little bit. um, Sometimes it's it's one of two things. You know, it's well, I'm doing this over and over, and I'm you know, it's not as fun. And yeah, you know, but it's still fun for the child. So we have to keep them motivated and engaged. That's the whole point to keep them wanting to communicate and to work in all these other strategies. Right? We're kind of upping the ante on them as we go. So keep it fun because it is getting a little bit more challenging. Another thing about this is it seems so silly sometimes, and I know this because when I first started out as a speech therapist, I didn't want to be super silly because I was maybe embarrassed by how I looked. Um, The kids love it when we're animated. It gets them excited. And, you know, I I always take a book out of my improv uh, learning and practices because the real way to connect with an audience is through the animated enthusiasm that we give. I don't even know if that made sense. Animated enthusiasm. I guess it kind of makes sense. I don't know. But you want to be animated. You want to be enthusiastic about everything. You know, think about working on emotions. You can't really convey really sad to some kids unless you really are like, you know, uh, pretending to be super, super sad with your body language, with your facial expressions, with your sounds, everything. Um, You know, and so it's really important to be excited, be animated, get them engaged because we want them to enjoy and be excited about communication. All right, friends, that's all I've got for you on this Therapy Tip Thursday. I hope you're having a wonderful Thursday and a wonderful week. And I will, uh, you know, be back with some more tips this month. So stay tuned. Have a great day.